0: This is a Jono and Ben podcast. Filling the tea on Hollywood's A-listers. Alleged, quote, inappropriate behaviour. Exposing scandals. Ongoing defamation. Digging the dirt. And finding out what's going on behind the scenes.
1: His identity is a secret.
0: But his stories have been proven right time and time again. This is Enti. Enti
1: Lawyer, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to have you on again. Guess who got booted off
2: dancing with the Stars NZ? Let me tell you, I mean... Eli, the bookmakers are very happy. The bookmakers are super happy right now because I, I, they they were going to have to pay off a lot. I cannot believe that Eli has gone. Yeah,
1: I, lo- I love how inv- I love how invested you are in Dancing with the Stars, New Zealand. It's amazing.
0: You you picked Eli to win the whole thing. I think a lot of people did. Yeah.
2: Oh, I did. I, I 100% picked him to, the, to win. And and like I said, maybe they heard me talking about uh, that it's fixed in New Zealand too. And so they said, well, we're going to make sure that it's not. But yeah, the two top favorites gone back to back like that. That's crazy. Did you know we had a texting
1: scandal last week, Enti Lawyer, where people who were voting for Sonia Gray were getting a bounce back text saying, sorry, Sonia's already eliminated from the competition, but the show hadn't even finished. Yeah.
2: And that's because Sonia was the second favorite. And so I, I just, I, but Eli was always the favorite, but yeah, when you're doing the, here's the, here's what's the problem in the U S is that you could say, Oh, well, all the audience votes matter, but what if you went to the judges and say, well, you know what? Don't give such a high score to this person or whatever, because we want to put them in a dangerous spot just so we can build up the tension. And, you know, that's certainly a possibility. You have Sonia with the kickback kind of thing. There's all kinds of little mischief that they can do. In the U.S., the Dancing with the Stars is not covered by our game show law, so it's an entertainment program, not a game show. So it means that they can do whatever they want. Kind of if you ever watch Project Runway or something, if you look, there's a disclaimer at the end, and it's that um, the participants were eliminated with the, in consultation of the producers. Ah. So they can decide who... Because it's not technically a game show. If you go on, you know, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or something, they they have to follow the U.S.'s game show laws, which are ancient because of a scandal that involved um, the television show quiz show back in the the fifties or the sixties.
0: That's really interesting. In and in America as well, I hear that the judges make the decision on Dancing with the Stars when it comes down to the final two, not the text vote. Like they take yeah, it's up to the judges. So that's something they do different in America as well.
2: Yeah, and also you can see, Dancing with the Stars, how many perfect scores are there in the first few weeks. But in the last couple of weeks, if the judges, oh, all of a sudden, somebody's excellent, and I'm going <laughs> to give them a perfect score. You never see a perfect score until the last three or four weeks of the season. You know, showbiz, so, baby, showbiz. Showbiz. Yeah, showbiz,
1: baby, showbiz. Hey, now, Andy Lawyer, we wanted to talk Kardashians uh, this week with you. And uh, Pete Davidson, for the first time ever, spoken publicly during a set about uh, his interactions with Kanye West. Is, are the Kardashians, are they nice people? Have you met them?
2: I have met every single one, I guess. Oh. I see some of them more often. Um, actually, Scott, who is not really, you know, he's kind of an off Kardashian now at this point, Kardashian adjacent. I've probably met him the most, followed by Courtney, um, who I still think is the nicest. And then, probably the least I've seen is. It's Kendall and Kylie just because they're, they're so much younger than me, so I, I don't really kind of go to the, the same places and stuff. <laughs> it would just be weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I want to know how you guys feel about Pete Davidson having the tattoo of Kim Kardashian's children on his neck. I'm because confused.
0: Seems- Wasn't he getting rid of some of his tattoos? We are reading articles that he was getting some tattoo laser because it was uh, better for a movie, his movie career, and then all of a sudden he gets new tattoos. I mean, I can't judge anyone for bad tattoos. I've got many myself. But I, I found that a bit confusing.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. He's known them for how long? Very, very little time. And what if they break up tomorrow? It just Maybe he's just, oh, you know, I have tattoos, so it doesn't matter. I'll go ahead and put these on there. And maybe he's just part of the attention thing. Because Kim had hinted, oh, he's got a lot more meaningful tattoos about us and, and me, and, you know, he just hasn't revealed them yet. And maybe this is just this kind of slow reveal. I, I, it's very – he's really caught up in the whole um, publicity Kardashian machine at this point. It's a treadmill. that's a high-speed treadmill. And it's very dangerous to get off.
1: Maybe he's got Chris Jenner tattooed underneath his belly button or something. Do you... Um, so so the Kardashians, they obviously get a lot of stick, but we always kind of jump to their defense going, well, they've clearly worked very hard to get to where they are.
2: Do you, do you you think they're talented people? Okay. Here's what I've always said, is that I think that Kim Kardashian is one of the hardest working people ever. I will never take that away from her. The same with Chris Jenner. However... The I will not necessarily give that same benefit of the doubt to the rest of the family because so much of that has just been given to them. There's very little that they need to do. They, they make far fewer appearances. I mean, Kim makes appearances all the time. She's making phone call things all the time, radio interviews, whatever, doing her you know, line designer clothing line, while Kylie just has that kind of done for her by her mom. Courtney really doesn't do anything. Chloe doesn't really do anything. So they kind of all just been blessed by the fact that that Kim had sex with another man and decided to record and sell it. But I've always said that Kim is a very hard worker, and I won't take that away from her. And Kris Jenner said, you know, at the very beginning, you know, asked about, oh, you're a reality star. No, I'm a marketer. I mean, that's the number one thing. That was her number one answer from forever ago, is that she's. She's not a reality star. She's a marketer, and she does that very, very, very well. Yeah. And I will never take that away from her. Caitlin Jenner, previously when Caitlyn was Bruce, you know, he had zero dollars and then gets married to Chris. And, and Chris said, look, here's what you're going to do. We're going to sign you up. You're going to start speaking and things and doing things and all this kind of stuff because you have zero dollars. And now we have a family. And she did that.
1: She's a genius. now, speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of saucy tapes, I've got one of my colleague Ben here. <laughs> Do you
2: think
0: we
1: could get
2: that out in Hollywood? it's
0: had no traction <laughs> no over traction here at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little sad. You want to see a grown man cry? Well, that's on that tape. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: Now we have uh, Andy lawyer with us live from Hollywood. Just want to talk Kanye as well. Kanye West, have you come across him? It, obviously, we see a heightened version of him. I watched the doc on Netflix where he says he's kind of he's kind of playing a role in public. Have you met the real Kanye? And what's he like?
2: Um, I mean, if you're calling the real Kanye, I don't think there's been a real Kanye since about 2006 or seven, something like that. Uh, I, I think since then, and especially with his. Relationship with the Kardashians—it's just kind of gone downhill. Uh, Kanye is just playing a role. I, I feel like he lives his life as if it is an art project, like like his life is an art display, and that's how he's doing it. And it, it's a kind of a strange way to live your life. I think Shia LaBeouf did it too for a while, where uh, maybe a year-long period where he said, "You know what? I am. I'm just a living." art object or a living art installation, and I'm going to act like that with everything I do. And that's hard to keep up. Shia couldn't do it. I mean, there's a lot of alcohol problems and drug problems, but I think he finally said, oh, you know, I've just kind of kind of lived life. But Kanye seems to be going through it. I would, I would argue that his whole relationship with Julia Fox was um, an ad for Valenciaga, but I bet he went to Valenciaga and said, look, I have an idea where I'm going to have this project. I'm going to call it art you guys can call it an ad. But when you're living in such an abstract kind of way, I, I, it's just a, that's a hard way to live. And then combine that with you trying with your if you have any mental health issues, it just seems like a lot to juggle.
0: Well, I think Hollywood, I mean, we, you probably see it firsthand. I mean, we don't from over here. But I imagine being caught up in that celebrity bubble must sort of alter a reality for a lot of people. I would imagine being a celebrity.
2: It does. And it, it happens in Australia, too. It's just, you know, if you think about somebody being on, you know, Temptation Island or or any of the big brothers and stuff like that and just having, OK, how can I continue to stay famous? How can I continue to have my time? i got to sell myself. I've got to be in front of the paparazzi. I've got to do this. I've got to hit a red carpet because you're always selling yourself. And it's the same with actors and actresses. They're always selling themselves. But because the time limitations of a reality star, they have to really, really sell to themselves and have to go to extremes to keep that attention focused on themselves.
1: Uh, well, I, what I like about Pete Davidson anyway, he's in there now and he's giving hope for all of us pasty, skinny white, <laughs> badly tattooed uh, people here in the world. He's doing hes doing it for us. We've got Enti Lawyer uh, with us on the phone live from Hollywood. We catch up with him every week. Also, I want to just uh, have a quick chat with you, Enti Lawyer. Megan
2: Markle, your thoughts on Markle. Um, My thoughts are pretty well known on Meghan Markle. I feel as if she's a little bit hypocritical. Um, I took some time yesterday when Netflix announced that they were going to not even cancel, just not move ahead with her animated series Pearl. I started thinking about it. And over the last two years, the Netflix deal was announced basically two years ago. And there was this promise of $150 million. And as I explained at the time, it was signed fact if, if everything went right if they picked up every single show if they paid the you know the biggest amount for it that was never a number they haven't really got any cash from Netflix other than maybe say a million dollars down or something and what have they done they have done absolutely nothing on the Netflix deal in 2 years they haven't picked but that's not a Meghan Markle thing. That's a Harry that's a thing. That's what he, he was working on before he was even with Meghan Markle. Then they have the Spotify deal, which they've also had for almost you know, two years. And the only thing they've done was the, the holiday episode. And now they're going to have you know a series where Meghan's talking to, to other women about stereotypes and things like that. It remains to be seen how popular that will be. She had a book, a children's book, that was best-selling for three weeks. But meanwhile... When that came out, there most of the books from that children's children's book list are still in the top 10 or top 20s. Hers is nowhere to be seen. So children books, authors, if you get in that top 10, they usually stay. Hers did not, which shows that it was probably artificial sale. And the other thing is all her money, all her fame comes because of the fact that the, the royal family, everything – The only thing that had, you know, created any buzz was when she did Oprah. But what did she talk about in Oprah? The royal family. That's all there is. And as you get further and further removed from that, then you have to say, okay, well, this is about Meghan and her star power. But when she was, you know, on the show Suits, nobody knew who Meghan Markle was. She wasn't on the cover of magazines. She didn't know any A-listers. It's only because of the royalty. But if she and Harry aren't actively doing that, then. Where's her fame? Where's her, you know, draw? Are people going to, you know, be able to purchase things? It's very easy to have a following on social media. What makes it difficult is to monetize that social following. You know, I have I have a friend, Holly Madison, a great friend. She, you know, has you know millions upon millions of followers on Instagram. She'll get a ton of likes, but you have to convert those likes to sales. It's much much harder, and she'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, it's it's you're getting people to actually. You know, here's money. You know, I admire you so much, uh, I'm going to give you money. Kylie Jenner, very good at getting people to spend their money. Kim Kardashian, very good at getting people to spend their money. Um, somebody who's very unique to the U.S., uh, you know, Bad Barbie, <laughs> um, very, very good at a very young age of getting people to, to, to part with their money. It's But how many aren't? How many, how many social media stars are you know, have to sell waste trainer tea or subscriptions to some kind of food box or something just to try and get a few bucks.
1: Hey mate, hey. I say I sold that fit tee. <laughs> I was passionate about that fit tee. You back off, anti lawyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we could oh, You're so good to chat to. We really love catching up with the anti lawyer. It's so oh, you've got the finger on the pulse of Hollywood. Just before we go, James Corden announced this week uh, he's leaving the Late Late Show. Uh, any word of who could replace him in a year's time, and how can we get on that list? <laughs>
2: Um, I think you guys would be great to be on that list. Why not? You go from a from a Scotsman to a British. British. Let's keep it in the Commonwealth. Yeah, right? true. Craig was Scottish, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. You know, so back to back. Why not? I just it shows that it worked. Yeah. I, I think that having two guys would work. I think that James is going to go do some writing and stuff. It's tough to do you know, that schedule every single day and deal with the writers. And he doesn't have the best relationship with the writers. So to to go to, to work and then know that the writers pretty much hate you because you're trying to screw them over and pay combined with, okay, I got to come up with the next day. Where's my next carpool karaoke? Where's all that stuff. It just kind of wears on you. And he doesn't own the properties. It's not as if, you know, because David Letterman owned the late show and the late, late show. So, he, you know, was, yeah, it's my show, I'll stick around, I'll, I'll watch it. It's the same way Johnny Carson owns that um, the Night Show, but also the show that came on after that Letterman started with. So what is James Corden? He doesn't own that. Now, could he go to another network? I've heard that perhaps he might go to CNN and do some kind of Larry King, Piers Morgan type thing. That's certainly possible. I I don't think it's really a good fit for him. As far as replacements, it's it's up in the air. I, I don't think we're going to know anything until probably six months down the road. They'll, it's it's very long, a complicated process, and you do not want to get it wrong um, because it's just it looks horrible when you do.
1: I didn't understand the writers hated him. That would be terrible. to would <laughs> be like us. We turn up to work here every day, and everyone's bitching about us out of the office. That would be so awkward.
2: Yeah, because the, he he doesn't pay the writers very much. He's always trying to replace the higher-priced ones with interns and things like that. So there's really a lot of animosity in the writers' room towards James Gordon. If Ellen is the, the most hated talk show host,
0: James Corden's the second. Let's oh, round. wow. Oh, damn. This morning. I just thought <laughs> you know, <said> he was <laughs> spending all his time
1: learning lyrics for carpool karaoke. So That's that. Uh You know, yeah, the singing and also singing and driving, huge safety hazard. <laughs> if you crash the car, the insurance company's like, what happened? Or, I was singing Whap with Cardi B. <laughs> I rear-ended the car. <laughs> <laughs> I, ND Lawyer, we really do enjoy catching up with you. You keep safe. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks. I'll
2: talk to you guys next week. See you, mate. Right. Jono and Ben on the hits. For more podcasts
0: from the Hits Network, check out iHeartRadio.co.nz.